0: hallelujah well, so today i just want to give an add-on to whatever i've been teaching for the past 10 days so i said that uh, jesus is a high priest isn't it and this is today is the day i get to talk about him now jesus as our high priest has so many things he offers he offers a lot of things and i'll get into it but one of the things i want you to understand before we move on is this jesus was the first man to ever give faith? The Bible says that faith comes by hearing, so yes, thank you. So when faith is in play, we see God's goodness at play. You get what I mean. Now, in in your walk with God, God will ask you to believe Him for everything. Don't forget this statement. When He finds when He finds out that your belief system is solid at a certain level. he he won't demand that you believe him on that level anymore. He will ultimately provide, but he will shift you to another level and say, now believe me for here. Do you understand what I mean? So for example, you completed SS, and you want to enter the university. I'm just using educational system to give you an example. So when you are entering the university, he'll tell you, believe me for everything in the university. Do you understand? After you finish your first degree, he'll tell you, believe me for the second, which is the master's. Then after you finish, say, believe me for your PhD. After you finish, say, believe me for this. So in God, there are heights to be attained and there are mountains to climb. Do you understand? And God will deliberately put you in that place. So you have to grow your faith. Start believing him for a pen. Move from a pen to food, from food to clothes, from clothes to shoes, from shoes to house, from house to... uh, maybe a car from a car. He can give it to you as a gift when you are not asking, but he wants you to believe for it because it is a way of relationship. He wants to draw a relationship from you. Do you understand what faith is? So if you understand that it is by relationship, it is not a warfare. It is what? No, it is just me and my maker, my father, my God, who is eager to give me what I need and want. Do you understand? I hope I've established that. Thank you. Now, anytime God wants to deal with man, he needs a mediator. It has always been like that. So in order for us to understand what priesthood means, I'm going to draw two examples. One from uh, the Juju people and then one from God. But if you read the Bible in Genesis 14, you find out that the first time a priest was mentioned was Melchizedek. And he stood between Abraham and God. And he was the first man to ever pronounce words of blessings over him. And Abraham became what the Lord has said, or the priest has said. The Bible says that when you fast forward in the book of Hebrews, chapter chapter 8, chapter, chapter 7, chapter 8, chapter 9, the Bible says that and Jesus is our high priest after the same order of Melchizedek. Now you and I have been called to live by faith. Like the example of Abraham. So the priest who stood between Abraham and God is the same priest who is standing between us and our God. Do you understand? You understand that? What it means is that the way he blessed Abraham and made Abraham fruitful is the same way he's going to bless us and make us fruitful. So the problem with people who are not fruitful is that they don't have a mediator. They don't have somebody who stands between them and their God. Now, this practice has no seeds, and that is why he gave the 5 ministries, like the apostle, uh, prophets, evangelists, teachers, and pastors. These are offices that stand between men and God. Now, um, for those who are in pastoral training and those who are in leadership training, I have made this statement over and over again, and I just want to tell you, when you are called a pastor, the number one reason why you are called is to intercede for people. So if you are a man who is selfish, self-centered, and self-seeking, you will not pray for people. Because you must get up and stop sleeping and pray for people. That is what it means to be a priest on behalf of others. Now Paul called himself a priest. That is what makes me know that I am a priest. Do you understand? So I am a priest to you. And I stand between you and your God. And that is why the Lord put it on me to pray for you. Sometimes when a pastor is going through hard times, he doesn't understand why he goes through the hard times. But it is actually for the people he must pastor, or he's pastoring, or he's going to pastor. Do you understand? So you will be, people are walking on the street. The Bible says that Jesus said that they walk without a shepherd. Everyone has gone their own ways. And they are tired. There is nobody to help them. But the priest is there to feed them with knowledge like I'm doing right now and to strengthen them. So there is a certain authority on my life. Once you believe with me for something, it happens. Once you believe God with your pastor concerning something, it happens. Do you understand? And that is where your victory is. So every wise person will connect with their pastor and pray and believe. Now I said this to come into this place. It's the same way the people of the world who know about spiritual things, they'll go to a juju man, and the juju man will stand between them and a deity, a river god, a stone god, an iron god, or a mask god, and he will begin to talk between them. Do you understand? So the juju man will say, the this one say, go and bring one goat, one fowl, one cow, one camel, and one inse- insect. <laughs> Somebody says something say, like, all those chicken you've been, they've been taken. It is the man who eats it. The gods don't eat it. <laughs> or just by the way. So, so you see that you always need a mediator. Now, when it comes to your faith and God, your mediator is Christ. Do you understand? When it comes to your faith and your God, your mediator is who? Now, when, you, when you, you cannot go to a deity or a spirit and say, do this for me. It's either you yourself are the priest or you must have a priest who stands before you in front of the spirit or the deity, and it is the same thing that, the it is, it is a law in the spirit, people who are priests are authorized to make certain demands, and it happens for them, it's the same thing with Jesus, and that's what I want us to learn today, I told you on Friday that we make declarations to God, because what God offers, what Jesus offers to God is our declarations, When you do not speak, it is a default failure mode. Do you understand? When you do not speak, you have entered default failure mode, you have decided to fail. So, because your high priest has nothing to show for, hallelujah! So, this high priest is a high priest after the order of Melchizedek, why? Because he has no beginning. He has no end. So our high priest stays forever. Why does he stay forever? Because you yourself will stay forever. You will never die. So the day your high priest dies, that's the day you die. Basically, the life you have and exist in is as a result of the existence of your high priest. Now, I can deduce so many things from this statement I just made. What it means is that if your high priest cannot die, you cannot die. You, you, may, you may be dying, but when a pastor comes, he says, say, in the name of Jesus, I'm your pastor by the authority placed upon I don't want you to die. You won't die. Do, do you understand? So Jesus exists so that we too exist. Jesus is blessed so that we too will be blessed. Now, in the Old Testament, the high priest will go into the temple and he's going to offer sacrifice. Why? Because the people have sinned. And they need purification. So the thing that happened is this. He goes into the place, but because he himself is human, he has sin. So he must first purify himself. But Jesus is a perfect man. He has no sin. Hallelujah. And because of that, he can boldly enter into the presence of the Lord and make demands on his own behalf and our behalf. Without problem. Now let me tell you this before we move on. If your high priest is filthy, you are filthy. Did you get it? So it is not about you, it's about your high priest. The Bible said Melchizedek, he is the prince of Salem, the priest of Salem. He had no beginning, had no end. Salem means the, the uh, king of righteousness. So he is righteous. Hallelujah. Hebrews chapter Chapter 3, verse 1. I gave that scripture. I just want us to recap so that I can quickly go. I have to show you these three scriptures to make it valid before you so that you don't say, Pastor. Wherefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle and high priest of our profession. I told you the word homologia, which means confession. If you don't confess anything to Jesus... Chances are that your high priest is only standing and you've not told him that you need help from him. Am I talking to you? So your confessions, Jesus likes your confessions because he takes your confessions and he presents them to your father. Uh, Hebrews chapter 4, 14 to 16, but mainly 14. Hebrews chapter 4, 14. Seeing then that we have a great high priest, that is passed into the heavens. Into where? Jesus, the son of God. Let us hold fast our, in other words, be strong about your confession, your profession, the things you say, your prayers. Don't let it be mere. Hold fast to it. I have said it. I will be rich. I will not be poor. Keep saying it. Don't stop. Because you have, he said, hold fast to it. Hold on to that confession. So when a believer will do well, it's not because He does something, but because he says something. Your high priest is very important to you. The Lord Jesus Christ. Next verse, let's go. For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. That is what makes him perfect. So, he's a high priest who can feel what you are feeling. You know, I'm sure that proud to Jesus coming on the earth, I'm, I'm saying this because of what the scripture says. If not that he had come to the earth to know how we feel when we are in pain, to, hold, to know how we feel when we are down, chances are that Jesus will not even answer our prayer of giving us a car. Because you think that it's just a toy, what do you need it for? But he walked on the earth, he got tired, he sat on the donkey, sat on the camel, and knew that. to mm, so you can literally go to your high priest and tell, high priest, I've come. Tell Baba, I must receive a car. One person said, Amen. Amen. It's a revelation. And a strong revelation. <laughs> Hallelujah. Next verse. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of God. Now don't forget the high priest always leads us to a certain throne. That throne is called the throne of grace. If if the throne of God is not full of grace, you cannot access from him. This morning, I'm here to teach you that don't limit your life. Keep saying anything you want to say to your high priest because he will give you whatever you say. Uh Mm. That we may obtain mercy and find grace in help, to help in times of need. So when you need help, that's the time to go to the throne of grace. When you when you are in trouble, we don't go fighting our own. You go to God. Ask uh, God. Mm, it's not going well, though. do it now. Do it for me. He'll do it. Hallelujah. The same Hebrews 6 20. Hebrews 6, verse 20. I want to give you these three scriptures so that uh, it will be established for you, okay? Whether the whether the forerunner is of us, entered, even Jesus. Made an high priest forever after the order of Melchizedek, like I said. So you must bring your confession to your high priest. Will, will, will your high priest just get up and say, you need this? No, he won't. He, he wants you to come to him, then he will lead you to God. Do you understand? Uh-huh, thank you. So I said, that is the word homologia. Now, anytime we talk about a priest, know that we are talking about a spiritual lawyer. I'm talking about who? Write it down somewhere. In your knee, in your mind, or on a paper. Any time we talk about a priest, we are talking about a spiritual lawyer. So in the realms of the spirit, you need a lawyer to speak for you. Because demons will come up against you. Spirits will come up against you. But you must stop it in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Now the high priest is a mediator between us and our God for vindications and blessings. For what? And so, when something is coming up against you, your high priest will help you take it out by consulting the help of God. Do you understand? Or you can go to your high priest and say, this year, I didn't see top. This year has been difficult. High priest, what are you doing to me? Tell Baba, God, open the windows of heaven and bless me. Do you understand? So people who keep going to Jesus will keep have, having whatever they pray for. That is very critical. Hallelujah. So without our speaking, there is nothing for our high priest to use before God. Because when you come to you, you must say what you want. Hallelujah. I want to talk about the duties of the high priest. Then I'll zero in down to the speaking. Now, listen something. Number one, the, the duty of the high priest is to atone for sins. Is to do what? When somebody says atone for sins, what does it mean? To pay for sins, right? But in the proper Christian context, it is to prove to God that you are guiltless. You know what I mean? So when we want to look for guilt in you, Jesus is the one standing there telling God that this person there is no sin in him. That's the that's the meaning of atonement. In a nutshell. Number two, to bring light and perfection. To bring light and perfection. Isn't it amazing? That the high priest is always demanded to live a certain kind of life. He must be set apart from people. If you find a high priest on the street eating gobe, problem. He cannot be found eating in, in public True. So, the high priest must be set apart. He is regarded as one who, who carries light and perfection. Now, this light and perfection represents his nature and his conduct. His nature is light and his conduct is perfection. Number three, he goes to the Holy of Holies for us. If not for him, you cannot enter the presence of God. So he goes into the presence of God for you. Praise the Lord. Can you please put the high priest picture on the board for me? Number four, the one who frees prisoners, he's the one who does what? Hmm. If you are not free, if the high priest when the high priest says that this one is free, they are free indeed. In fact, in the in the in the old testament, there's a city called the city of refuge. When somebody kills somebody by mistake or somebody does wrong and run into the city, you cannot chase him there and kill him. Heaven is called the city of refuge. When you enter into heaven there is no more damnation for you. God will not try to kill you. The Satan, has, Satan has no place to enter into heaven to kill you. That is why your safest place is heaven. Praise the Lord. watch revelation now thank you let 's move on so he brings. He he, he frees prisoners, hallelujah. Number five, he's the one who teaches divine truth. The high priest, I'm teaching you the duties. He teaches divine truths. There are seven duties of the high priest. Number six, he intercedes for the people. So the high priest's work is not to go to farm. His work is to sit down morning, afternoon, and evening. If you put Hazar 62 verse 6 and verse 7, which has been a theme scripture for the gatekeepers for some time now. I have set watchmen upon your walls, O Jerusalem, which shall never hold their peace. They are ye, yet ye ye that make mention of the Lord, keep not silent. Next verse. And give him no rest until he establish until he makes Jerusalem a prison. So the duty of the priest is to sit down day and night praying. It tells me something. The prosperity of the lives of the children of Israel was not in their day-to-day activity. It is in the activity of their priest. A typical example, Moses is a kind of a priest. Moses is on the mountain. Joshua is in the valley fighting. The more Moses is down, goes down, hands go down, Joshua loses the fight. The more Moses' hands goes up, the more Joshua wins the fight. So it is not he that willeth or he that runneth, but it is the Lord that showeth mercy. He said the man can prepare the horse for battle, but victory comes from the Lord. He said the race is not for the swift. In other words, sin both. No. He said it is for, it is the Lord who gives the victory. So, you can be sharp in your ways. If you don't have a perfect high priest, you are doomed. And then number seven. He is the one who receives the offerings and the tithe. This man. He's the one who, so spiritually, this is our high priest. Who is Jesus? Hallelujah. Now, everything you see on him has a meaning. Today, I want to pick one thing out of the seven duties and talk about it. That is point number two. What is point number two? Light and what? Okay, whilst he brings light and perfection, notice that I've taken to a certain level. Let's maintain it, okay? You could deal with it. let eat. Now, before I go to the point number two and talk about it, I want to talk about point number seven. He receives the offerings and the tithe. The offerings were things that you gave. The tithe, because every kingdom has a tax system. Do you understand? So you, you belong to the government of Ghana and you belong to the Church of Jesus Christ. So just as the government of Ghana is taking you, your levy. The taxes they, they have something called you have your gross and then you have your net by the time they finish your heart. Your heart, uh-huh. It is called the taxing of the nation. The tithe is a taxing of then the kingdom under Moses. Do you understand? But because Melchizedek was the first one to receive the tithe and it was not based on a taxing tithe. by force, by force. It was based on love. We practice what was done between Melchizedek and God and Abraham, do you understand? Which was out of a free will given, saying that you gave me, so take this. A 10%. Do you understand? Uh-huh, good. So, that is, that is what it is now let's talk about point number two I said the high priest's duty is to bring light and what? now listen to me carefully anytime the high priest stands there and he brings that light and perfection it is actually not for him he is regarded to have light and perfection but it is not for him that light and perfection is for the people he represents praise Jesus let's go to Hebrews chapter 8 from verse 1 to verse 3 Now, of the things which, are, which we have spoken, this is the sum. So he said he has said a lot of things. This is the summation of it. We have such a high priest who is set on the right hand of the throne of the majesty in heavens. A minister of the sanctuary of the true tabernacle which the Lord pitched and not man. So he's telling us that when you go to heaven there is a true sanctuary that Jesus addresses as a priest and stands there to minister for us, to God. That's why if you don't pray, you have a problem, a big problem. You can be talking about your problem, but if you don't pray, there is nothing your high priest will do because he stands there to prove that you are perfect and you are full of light. But we don't use this advantage. Now, Next verse. For every high priest is ordained to offer gifts and sacrifices. Wherefore, it is of necessity that this man have somewhat also to offer. So now that he has finished offering his body, he cannot continue to be a high priest. He must now stand there and keep offering something. One thing is the only thing he offers. He offers our confessions to God. Finish So if you're a believer and your faith does not draw speaking out of you, your high priest has nothing to offer. Now, give me the high priest garment again. Have you seen the high priest? Everything he's wearing, God himself said, design it this way. You cannot just pick a nickel and everything is wearing was stapled by God. Do it this way. Do it that way. Make sure it comes out this way. Make sure it looks this way. Make sure that it does not go left, go right. It must be straight the way it is done. And he said it is for beauty and for honor. Hallelujah. But today, in order to talk about lights and perfections, I will zero in on one thing on his body, which is the breastplate. Hallelujah. Have you seen the breastplate? Thank you. So this is the breastplate that's, that is hanged on his chest. This is how it is. There are 12 stones on it, representing the 12 tribes of Israel. And it is called the breastplate of judgment. We can call it the breastplate of judgment or the breastplate of discernment actually this is what it is when the high priest wears this thing on his chest he, chest he enters the holy of holies and he begins to tell God about the children of Israel the lights the stones begin to shine do you understand the stones begin to shine but there are other two stones that are hidden that are not shown in this place it is called the urim and the tumim which we get the, these two words lights, and perfections. Okay? These are the two stones. These stones, they are hidden inside of it. So when a man wants to go and inquire of God, he wants to ask Jesus something, or he wants a victory. He want, something is worrying him. He goes to the high priest to go and talk, talk to him. Something happens. These two stones will begin to, for example, you want to know, Lord, this person has come to like David. A typical example was David. David went to uh, fight. By the time he came back, his wife and his cattle, everything has been taken away. And the men were with him. So he cried and cried and cried. He went to the high priest. He said, bring the ephor. Should I pursue or not pursue? This is what happens. If God wanted him to pursue the white stone, you see the white stone? It is the word light. The black stone is the word perfection inside, it will become, it will glow like a light bulb. So when it glows like a light bulb, you will see the whole thing shining. But if he says no, the black stone will begin to vibrate inside. So it means don't go. So you see, in prayer, not only do you get to know what to do, because that is it is called the spirit of discernment. Now notice something. You notice that it is inside and it is sewn, So you cannot dip your hand in and take it out. Just as the twelve stones are put there permanently, it's the same with this one too. It's inside there permanently. Now this is what happens. The spirit of discernment is in everyone who talks to their Jesus. You can never ever know what to do if you don't pray about something. So let me tell you this. You may want a You'll be praying about it, but by the wisdom of God, He has planned something better for you, so He can give you, tell you, No, no, don't do it, don't do it this way. Rather, do it this way. Now, so people, people know it to be a place to consult God to find out whether they should do something or not to do something. That is just one part, but there is another hidden part that a lot of people have not yet discovered, which is that anytime. You consult God's light and perfection. The Urim and the Tumim. There is It means that you have come to the place of consulting for victory. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Exodus 28 verse 30. I want to show you one of the first times the, the Urim and the Tumim was used. Look at something. Exodus 28 verse 30. And thou shalt put in the breastplate of judgment, the Urim and the Tumim, and they shall be upon Aaron's heart. Now, Aaron was a type of, he was a priest in their days. He's a type of Christ. Now, look at something. He said, and they shall be upon Aaron's heart when he goeth in before the Lord. And Aaron shall bear the judgment of the children of Israel upon his heart before the Lord continually. So what does he mean? The orim and the tomi means that the high priest is bearing the judgment of the children of Israel. That is why I said to you, when your high priest enters the Holy of Holies, he is not there to prove that he is righteous. Or, no. So once he comes there with light and perfection, it is speaking that you are, you are light and you are perfect. It is you who is light and it is you who is perfect. If you don't have your high priest doing this, that is why you see, it is very critical. It's very critical that you keep going to Jesus, you keep praying, you keep speaking the word to Him, you keep telling him your problems, because He will keep relaying light and perfection to God. Hallelujah. Now, these two hidden stones that I'm talking about, they are beautiful. In order to understand why there are light and perfection, you must understand that Jesus became our light and Jesus became our perfection. That is why you can truly go before God and ask for anything you want. Because if your high priest is in fault, you are in fault. I don't know if I said it right. If, if your high priest is in a wrong zone of sin, you too are in the wrong zone of sin. So the light of God and the perfection of God is in Christ Jesus for me, Jesus did not sin, so that we will say that he is a man who did not sin. No, he did not sin, so that him not sin will become me not sinning. Are you listening to me? Are you sure? Okay, you're listening now. Do you understand? Are you sure? So it's the same way. He being perfect means that he lived a full life of perfection. Just as you cannot find error in him, you cannot find error in me. Because he stands there not for himself, but to represent me. Please, your high priest is you. Me, I am you. You, you are me. We are we. The Bible says that if any man be in I do understand, I'm bringing you to the place of Christ's realities, so that when you stand before God and you begin to make demands, you should know that it is Christ making demands. At the same time, when Christ is making demands, God knows that it is light and perfection in men like you and I who are making the demands. John eight twelve. 12, it speaks of light. <laughs> it speaks of light. Then spake Jesus unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of... So who has the light of life? Say, I have the light of life, which is in Christ Jesus. Now, I said that this breastplate that the high priest wears is called the breastplate of judgment. Why is it called the breast? You'll be amazed that... Uh, this this breastplate does two functions. When they stand before God, when the high priest stands before God, God sees a perfect nation. So when because when the light falls on you, begin the thing begin to shine. Some is gold, some is uh, blue, turquoise. We know I've taught on it, right? Topaz and those things. They are diamonds. They are beautiful. So when the light shines, so it begins to shine, and God is happy to see your perfections come out. Now listen to something. The next reason why he wears this is to stand there and say, look at these perfect people. Somebody has come up against them. Listen, if you have a problem and you don't pray, you are the problem. I've given you understanding. I've taught you right now. So what it means is that if if your high priest is standing there, and I showed you the scripture, he said, the same sanctuary is in heaven, not pitched by man, but by God himself. So if Jesus is standing in heaven and speaking on your behalf, and you won't go and go and tell Jesus that you get it? So we see that we are the light. Now, you must not make any, any assumptions that God is not ready to help you when you call on him. It's a wrong assumption. Because once you are in Christ, you are perfect. And that's why I told you during the week, if you ever, ever, ever harbor guilt, it is your problem. You made the devil have control over you. Because to be guilty means that I am wrong. Sentence me or punish me. But once you say that I am in Christ made perfect, it is the breastplate of judgment. Once that breastplate appears before God, the warrior in God emerges and says, Who wants to worry my light and perfection? Who is trying to worry my light and perfection? Perfection. So without the breastplate, standing in the presence of the Lord, you have no say. But Jesus is standing there because he became our light. Hallelujah. Now let's look at another scripture. He is a perfection. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 15. Hebrews 4:15. For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with our feelings of our infirmity, with the feelings of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. This one talks about perfection. So he is perfect in every sense. And this perfection is what gives him the chance to stand before God and give us that strong assurance of light and perfection. Hallelujah. So with this one in view, we know that the urim and the tumim is for light and perfection. Now, it is not one word light. The white is not just one light. It is lights and perfections so if you look at it we all have many lights in there and we all are many perfections in there but you see the reason why it is black and white is because in the wisdom of God he told them make it black and white number one white speaks of highest divinity the black speaks of man's humanity but they must be in one place what does he mean It is only in Christ that that which is perfect and that which is frail or weak or human are brought together to become one mind of God. Praise the Lord. Are you following? Let's go. So as I'm speaking, we come to the place where we see that man and God are put in one pouch and they are sewn, so it's not something you dip your hand and you can take out. Just as the breastplate is made and not to be spoilt or not to go bad, it's the same way that the Orim and the Tumim are placed, and it is in a secret pouch. It is not something you can see. That's why when you see the breastplate, you can see twelve stones, but you can't see the white and the black because it is hidden inside. Of it now, now that it is hidden inside, we see that this thing that is hidden inside tells us that in God's perfection, there is listen to me carefully, there is the weakness of man, yet man's weakness is not discarded from God. So, when you go to God and you start telling God of your mistakes, your mistakes, how you did this, how you did that, how you did that, please, the man. Doesn't see. He knows that you are at fault, but he still puts you in that perfect place. Now let me show you something quickly. Any time a man comes up against you and you, you have a high priest who carries the Urim and the Tumim, judgment plays out. The first one was against the children of Israel themselves. At Deuteronomy chapter 33 verse 8. Deuteronomy 33 verse 8. Are we there? And of Levi, he said, listen to these words carefully. Let thy Tumim and thy Urim be with thy holy, be with thy who? In scripture, the holy one is Jesus. So we see the name of God appear here. He said, let the Urim and the Tumim be with thy Holy One. Whom thou didst prove at Massa, and with whom thou didst strive at the water of Meribah is the word Jeribah. But look at something. We anglicize so that we can see. Now, we see three words I want to pick out. The word is rep- is to prove this, it is not the word, prove it's to fight against. They came against them at Massa and at the place called Meribah. Now, the, the word called Massa is a place of temptation. When you are tempted, don't forget that you have a high priest who is the Holy One, he carries your lights and your perfections. Now, it is amazing that the black stone is called perfection. How can black be perfection? When we say white is light, it's obvious, you can understand. But now he calls the black perfection. Why? Because, you see, in the wisdom of God, what he calls what is, becomes. So, he knows that, and he used black because black is something that was taken from the soil. You can see, death and those things so he used black so when you see the black color obviously you will think that oh it means that uh, it is not right but the Lord is saying to you that it is your holy one that is carrying you in the secret place of his heart so whether you feel like you are right or you are wrong just come because your, your, your holy one is there to bring judgment for you not against you so when it happens that when you have this mindset and you enter that place, you begin to, you begin to enjoy God's prayer. No Christian should ever be disadvantaged. There is a blessing for you. I'm telling you, there is a blessing for you. Praise the Lord. Have you seen it? Now the word, the word Mariba is the word strife or contention. So, the Lord is telling you that anytime time there's a temptation, pray. Any time there's a contention, something comes up against your life, pray. If you don't pray, if you don't speak, if you don't declare over your situations, your high priest, listen, your high priest is already carrying you in heaven, in his heart. But you're not saying anything to him. It will remain raw like that. Hallelujah. We must go and speak and we, we shall take over in Jesus' name. uh uh-huh. Amen. There are several things I would like to say. So to have the need of verdict on a matter, just go to your high priest and tell him, I have come to get judgment. Don't forget the breastplate is called the breastplate of judgment. It's not judgment against you, it's judgment against the ones who are against you. Do you get it? When it happens that way, I mean, that is victory on assurance. I can always enter anywhere by fire. By faith. And and and, uh, I want that confidence to come from the teaching of the word of God into your spirit. Hallelujah. Now let's begin to enter some few things, the Urim and the Tumim. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16. Let us therefore come boldly onto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Have you seen it? Have you seen what is happening? This is the full assurance of the believer's prayer life. If he said come to the throne of grace, how are you going to come? Will you pick a, a plane? Or a space jet? Say the throne is in heaven. So how will you go there? Exactly my point. So he says enter. Come. How? By faith. Once you know that God is for you, you are there. You are right there at the throne of God. Now when you get to the throne of God, he said, it is at that time that you find grace to help in times of need. So when you find a man who does not have help, it's because he has no prayer to his God. Mm. Now God gave the high priest the Urim and the Tumim, for making judgment on behalf of the, of the children of Israel. Likewise, it is, it is for us. Now, in our time, how would, you use, how would you place this judgment? Because our Urim and our Tumim is in one person, which is Christ Jesus. The Bible says that he gave us a name, Mark 16. Mark 16, 17 to 18. So when you mention the name of Jesus, it is the Urim and the Tumim. Hey... In Jesus, we find light. In Jesus, we find perfection. Are we learning something? Hallelujah. And these signs shall follow them that believe. This, is what? Yeah. Now, I'm going to tell you some things about the... Listen. When, it is only when the high priest wears the breast piece that he can go into the presence of the Lord a thousand times a day. When, once you wear the breastplate, you are not limited to a festive season or a certain time. Any time he wears the breastplate, you can go to the presence of the Lord a million times. <laughs> the believer is not limited. But a lot of us, we don't know so. The devil capitalized. But thank God for revelation. We are, the Lord is teaching us this morning. So, this sign shall follow them that believe in my name. They shall cast out devils, they shall speak with new tongues, (laughs) they shall take up serpents, and if they drink any daily thing it shall not hurt them they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover it is the name of Jesus that gives us the mandate so once you use the name of Jesus once you have faith in the name of Jesus you say in the name of Jesus don't forget the reason why you say in the name of Jesus is because you are here Jesus is here and God is here so you go through the name of Jesus to contact God get whatever you need. Do you understand? That's why we say in the name of Jesus. I will say it again. It is not the last thing you say when you finish praying. So you can finish praying and not say in the name of Jesus. If in your mind you don't know that you are going through Jesus, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) do you you understand what I'm saying? You must know that you are praying in the name. When we say in the name, uh, it means that I am standing in the place of Jesus to make this demand. So Jesus is, has given us his name to use as a means of judgment. If you don't use the name of Jesus, you have no place. That's why your faith in the name of Jesus is very strong. That's why I told you, Jesus is your spiritual lawyer. He's not Now, have we seen a lawyer? Do you know that lawyers, they conduct themselves well? You know, it's part of their training. You, you cannot, when when the, the people are talking... The law, the lawyer will take his time. In fact, his client may be fool. You tell him here, yeah, we don't do that. Comport your life, comport yourself. If you get angry, you can't talk to the judge like that. So, if you look at it, when, sometimes they go to court, and the client will never make a statement. It is the the, the lawyer who will speak and speak and speak, and will get the victory. What does that mean? Please, when it comes to God. God does not see your perfection. He sees only what Jesus has done. So if you think that God loves you, please pause there. He only loves you because of what Jesus did. Me, I'm special. Uh, you are not special. You're only special if you are in Christ. So anyone outside Christ cannot claim hold on God. It is only in Christ Jesus that the Urim and the Tumim exist. So when you enter into the throne of God, and you are seeking for something from God, and you put your faith in the name of Jesus, know that it shall be granted. Now I'm going to give you scriptures. Now, by the way, the only time that the Urim and the Tumim didn't work was for King Saul, when the Lord had finished rejecting him. David, eh, David went to the temple to go and eat the food. He's not supposed to eat it, but because God, you see, when God accepts you, he brings you into the place of friendship with him. Don't forget, before he could go there to go and wear, take the bread, he wore the priestly garment to go and take. If he had gone there as David, they would strike him. Because don't forget, the garment is an office. So once he wore it, God saw a priest. Who is eligible. Now, don't forget, Jesus is called the son of David. Why? Because he knew that a priest would come out of David one day. So, he didn't kill David that time. Because if not, what he means is that he doesn't want Judah to be priest. I am learning something this morning. So, I'm giving you confidence to use the name of Jesus. It is your urim and your tumim. He carries your light and he carries your perfections. So, when he goes to God... Your imperfections are not seen. This is the coffee you can use to pray. I mean, you you say, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I don't know if you do. You don't know. I was When you are praying, Lord, give me the chance to, to, to be in their rooms when they are praying. No, listen, because you have to pray with all confidence. Forget you see, I'm teaching you not to even think of whether it will work or not. I'm teaching you to have the confidence in the name of Jesus. Just say. Just say. Just say. Hallelujah. Are you learning something this morning? Now, in order to understand these things I'm talking about, let's do a quick. I saw def, several meanings of the Urim and the Tumi, what it stands for. <laughs> Are you ready? I'm excited to share. Now look at something. The Urim represents Jesus Christ, who is light and perfection. Isn't it? So the first one, which is called the Urim, which is the light, and the Tumim, which is the perfections. So, lights, perfections. Listen to something. The first one in Hebrew means grace. Sorry, it means gifts. Gift. The second one means grace. So Jesus was the gift that gave grace. Do you understand? The first one, like I said, is called light. Lights. The second one is called perfection. What it means is that it is his light that brought perfection. Another thing I learned from the Hebrew people was this. That the Urim means revelation. In other words, what has been covered has been unveiled and it produces something, it, it produces truth. So Jesus is the revelation. We are the truth of his revelation. If if Jesus if God will not accept it, means that what Jesus did is not true. But if you pray and ask God for a specific thing, and he does it for you, it is because what Jesus revealed in us became truth in us. Do you understand? The next thing that we see is that the white talks about divinity, and I think I mentioned that the black talks about humanity. So when you see these two stones, and they cannot be separated at all, they are always, they're in a secret pouch, they sew it, so it doesn't come out. <laughs> The next thing that we see is this is the word he he is the doctrine and we we are to be true. So he gives he is the doctrine, he gives the doctrine, and we take the truth of the doctrine. The next thing that we also see is this amazing. The word Urim means to be guilty. Lights means to be guilty. And the, the black one is the word innocence. When you come into Christ, please, God is not counting your wrong doings against you. If And this thing is the base. We have to understand it. We can't jump from... If you still carry your bedding of your sin, chances are that the devil is the one reminding you because God does not remember your sins. Why is he reminding you? Because it will kill your faith. Your faith will not produce results. The next thing I want you to understand is this this same word, light, is the word cursed. So Jesus became our curse. And the next one is the word faultless, so that we can become faultless. <laughs> Why do you want to kill yourself? Pray, Joe. Just pray! <laughs> Just say something to Jesus. He will answer. Once you say, in the name of Jesus, God say, hey, the demand has been made. Perfections and lights are talking. I must hear. The next thing that we see about the Urim and the Tumim is, the, is listen, the the white one is making judgment. Making judgment. Making judgment. And then the black one is receiving the benefits of the judgment. Another beautiful thing that we see with the white one is, is the word oracle. Oracle, in other words, to come to hear directly from God. And the, the black one is the word to receive it as a command. To receive it as a command. So the oracles of God that come from God to us, we must receive them as what? Commands. What do we see in all these things that I just said? We see that when a man approaches God, I want to say this with great caution. Because It becomes the God who knows what is right to approach God. I'm talking about Jesus. He knows what is right for us to approach God. We don't have a problem with God. He knows what to do for us to be acceptable before God. And that is what he did. Imagine if you go to a deity and the deity kills if you wear a shoe there. And the priest or priestess sitting there does not tell you take off your shoe. You program you for death that, Be that. Do you get it? It's the same way. Jesus knows what to do in order for God to accept us. So once you say in the name of Jesus, you are the one who is accepted. You are the one who is light. You are the one who is perfect. If if you know this thing, will you now go into prayer and think, uh, will Jesus even accept? Will you hear? Yeah? No, it doesn't even come up, does it? It doesn't. Because I'm light I'm perfect. Now listen to something. Jesus is a high priest giving for us, giving to us for accessing divine judgment on our enemies. John 16, 23 to 24. John 16, 23 to 24. Then I'll give you one last scripture, then we close. Today I want to close early. And in that day, you shall you shall ask nothing. Verily, verily, I say unto you. Whatsoever ye shall ask the Father in my in my in my, He shall give it. Why why did He say that? Now, Father Lord, no. Some people study, Lord Jesus, in the name of Jesus. So now let's get it right. Any? My Father, in the name of Jesus, I demand, I desire, I want, so, so, and so. It shall be granted. Next verse. Hitherto, it up until now, have ye asked nothing in my name? Ask, and ye shall receive that your joy... So, the end result of the Urim and the Tumim is to make you joyful. Listen, in those days, when people are hard-pressed, they go to the high priest, and they tell the high priest, then you tell them, let's go. Now, let me show you. When they go before the Ark of the Covenant, the man who needs the thing, he'll be standing behind the priest, and the priest will be facing the Ark of the Covenant. The priest does not say anything. He only tells him, say what you want. You get it? So the high priest will say, say what you desire. So the man standing behind the high priest will now say what he or she wants. When they finish it, they say, go, it is done. That is the only duty of the high priest. He never says, no, I won't give it to you. It is, it is not recorded that the high priest has the mandate to say, no, God is not going to give it to you. No. Once he stands there, all his duty is to, all he has to do is to show the breastplate to the Ark of the Covenant. And the one who needs the help stands behind him. And the high priest will tell him, say what you want, that is all. So he just says, when he says it immediately, his response will be this, it is done, go. There he goes. Even those olden days, when Jesus has no year died, even when they were using bulls and goats, how much more you now? Are we learning something? Yeah. Yeah. Praise the Lord. The next thing that we see is this. The high priest will wear the, the chest piece or the breastplate for judgment, which will light up for the inquirer. So I come to God Right, I come to my high priest. I say, high priest. So, so, and so. When I tell him, immediately the chest it will light up. When it when it lights up, he will turn and face him. Where he faces is one of the times where they see the glory of God, because it's only the high priest who can see the glory of God. But the only time an Israelite will see the glory of God is when the chest piece is turned. What does he speak in our time? Jesus is the only one who has seen the Father. It is said. He himself said it. No one has seen him. But something happens. We only see the deeds of the Father through the benevolence of his light. Through the goodness that he shows to us. So when we ask for something in the name of Jesus and it happens to us, that is the proof of his light of answer. Praise the Lord. When the breastplate was worn by the high priest, it gave him the chance to come before God any time, as many times as possible. Do you know that when he's going into the Holy of Holies once a year, he's going to do the sacrifice, right? He, he cannot wear the, the breastplate. In fact, he has to wear a white linen. He does not wear that, the gold tab, no. He does not wear the crystals on his shoulders, no. He has to wear a white linen and enter there with the blood. What does he mean? he has come in lights and perfections. But once he wears the breastplate, he has come in the perfection of the Urim and the Tumim. He speaks of the finished work of Christ. What was light has been mingled with what is darkness. And the perfection of both of them are in one place. So what he means is that light takes on the wrong and wrong takes on the light. But don't forget in Christ, the wrong cannot be found. So when he presents the that breastplate before God, what happens is that perfection is seen. Listen, when you pray, you notice I'm not talking about faith, but I'm teaching you on faith. Because when you pray, the strength of your word is in the answering, is, is, in, is in the name of Jesus. Once you say in the name, when you are praying the name, God says, no, a perfect high priest has appeared. I must answer. And you can go, the, listen, it talks to us about prayer in our day. You can go a million times in prayer a day, and God will never shut you out. Good morning, you came. Afternoon, you have gone. It's okay, don't come. No, He doesn't do that. What again? Didn't I? No, no, no. Go. No. Once the 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 man wears it, whatever number of times he can still enter there. <laughs> the, the the next thing I'll say is this. People were allowed to consult the Urim and the Tumim for vindication as many times as possible. Even in a day. What, what? Listen, everything that is in the Old Testament points to Christ. He's telling us, listen, in your prayer time, don't limit yourself. Come as many times as possible. Praise the Lord Jesus. Yeah. The last one. It is For judgment and advice and blessings. It is for judgment, for advice, and for blessings. These are the three things that prayer will produce for you. If you pray, you will judge your enemies. If you pray, you will get advice from God on what to do and how to do it. And if you pray, you will be blessed by God. These are the things that come from prayer. And that is why, as a believer, we must set ourselves that way. Don't even come praying thinking about the prayer. Just pray. Now, there's a beautiful thing that God wants us to have. And I'll, I'm going to show you in the book of Revelations. In heaven, something is going to happen on a stone. Revelations chapter 2 verse 17 is my last scripture. I think I didn't preach for long. I, I don't know. I just think that way. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit said to the world. Churches. To the world, Notice, to the churches. Now, by the way, all those Pergamos, Laodicea, uh, Philippi, all those churches that you see that was mentioned in here, please, all those churches, if you, if you break them down theologically, it represents the universal church all over the world. God puts the type of, the kind, the character of churches in, in this writing so that we'll know that some that their love is still there, but they are lukewarm. Uh-huh. There are some to their lives is like uh, they only pray, pray, pray. There are some to their good church, but they are not financially sound. And God is also bringing them up. So if you read and you get it, you find out that it was the way God was telling the universal church. Make sure you get it all rounded. Praise the Lord. Now let's look at it. He said, He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. To him that overcometh, will I give to eat of the hidden manna, and will give him a white stone, and in the stone a new name written, which no man knoweth, saving he that receiveth it. Why is there a white stone? The Lord gave me an understanding. He said, because when we get to heaven, our imperfections will never be seen. The only thing that will be seen is the light, which is the urim. And that is the the white. Because don't forget, the urim came from heaven, but the tumim was on the earth. Once we ascend into heaven, our there will be no curse, there will be no blackness, there will be nothing wrong. Everything will be in the light. Hallelujah. With this in mind, I think it is just proper to pray. It is just proper to keep asking Jesus. It is just proper to keep going after him. Why do you worry yourself? Why do you want to key yourself? <laughs> Please don't key yourself. Just pray. Pray. Hallelujah! Oh, I preach myself happy. Have you learned something? Please, I want you to be. Sincere. How many of you think it was a hard teaching? Show me your hand. Oh, don't be worried. If you you, you don't have to hide it. If you think it was difficult to understand, let me see. Uh, thank God. Thank God. May this understanding continue. I said may this understanding continue in the name of Jesus. Have you learned something today? So please, if you get up and you worry, you're not doing well. Just pray. There is no imperfection in you. You are brought to the place of perfection in Jesus' name. Amen. Shall we please upstanding? Let's begin to let's begin to thank God. Let's thank God. And then they will be preaching. Them. Come on. Me now. I am feeling myself. I don't know why, but I am feeling myself. Ah. Will you be denied? Will God say I don't care about you? Look at all the things we found. Guess what? One last thing I'll say to you before we go. I don't know if it's truly last. Let me say it anyway. The beauty in front of the breastplate is for God's delight and God's glory. But the real importance of the breastplate is the one hidden inside that cannot be seen with the eyes. This ones. Now they are inside because... They speaks of your judgment. Listen. they speaks of your value. Your perfections were not revealed to men to see. Are you listening to me? Your perfections and your imperfections, God does not discuss with another man. So he keeps them in a safe pouch. So that when men want to talk to you about you and put you down, God says... I can't find them. The one in front is only beautiful and shining. But the black and the white, they are hidden inside. I can't find them. May the Lord purge your conscience of anything that keeps holding you down. May everything that the enemy uses as a weapon to enter your life be broken in the name of Jesus from today by the teaching of the word i wash your conscience clean i wash your mind clean now i put you in the vehicle of speed and i decree and i declare may you begin to enjoy divine possibilities may your faith never be choked may your faith never be handicapped may your faith never be maimed in the name of jesus may you begin to glide into new possibilities